My name's Daniel Del Rio. I'm the president of Local 146, and I've got grit. Welcome to another edition of How Does That Work? A special series within the Grit Northwest podcast built to help listeners from the Northwest Carpenters Union better understand the numerous services, benefits, and training available to them as dues-paying members. In today's episode, we'll meet Daniel Del Real, president of the Local 146 and representative for the Northwest Carpenters Union. Daniel will talk with us about ICRA, or Infection Control Risk Assessment Training, and why, now more than ever, it is needed to ensure the health and safety of our members, hospital staff, and patients when doing construction projects in healthcare facilities. We'll start our conversation by learning about the demand for ICRA certified construction industry professionals and how the UBC and our regional training centers are rising to meet this challenge. Next, we'll look into what different types of training there are and just how they differ from each other. We'll then investigate why our regional council representatives are getting trained to teach ICRA and how this training can benefit our members and contractors. And we'll wrap up our conversation by giving you the information needed to get trained in this valuable and emerging industry. This is an episode you won't want to miss. And now, on to the show. Daniel Del Real, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, Joe. Thanks for taking your time to be on How Does That Work? Daniel, I asked to be on the show today to talk to our listeners about ICRA and ICRA training. So what can you tell us about ICRA? So that's actually a really good question, Joe. ICRA itself stands for Infection Control Risk Assessment. The whole purpose behind our ICRA training is to give uh, carpenters as well as other construction workers the tools necessary on how to work inside a hospital or any sort of medical facility without the fear of causing injury or infection spread to people who are actually going there to heal. It's actually a really big topic and a really big concern across the United States and Canada for people going in to, to get the medical service that they require without getting any infections when they're in there. So has ICRA training been around before COVID, Daniel? When did this start? Oh, yeah. No, ICRA training has been around for quite a few years. I do know we've had uh, partnerships with the training center as well as our representatives in the past. I know people like Mike Haas and David Hom are really spearheading the ICRA push back in the past uh, five, six years ago. I know Rudy Kaplan's been uh, leading the charge for the training center now. And now we do have representatives across all six of our states and our regional council. We're also pushing to make this happen make this training more readily available for members as well as uh, anyone that works within a, a healthcare network. And so when we talk about specialized training, what type of training is that? So the actual training that we do have comes in two variants. We do have the eight-hour awareness training and we have the 24-hour uh, certification training for our members that are actually carpenters working out in the field. What's the difference between the two? So the eight-hour training is more of an awareness training. First and foremost, any carpenter going through that is not going to get a certification, but it does cover the basics on how to work within a hospital without adding that extra potential for injury or infection spread. So some of the topics we cover will go over procedure and communications, which is super important when you're working in a hospital. We tend to come from the commercial side of things or working out on bridges, stuff like that, to where we're loud and proud carpenters out there, you know? But the difference is when you go into an actual medical facility, chances are you're going to be working uh, just on the other side of a thin piece of plastic. You have to be more mindful of what you're saying, what you're doing, and how you actually present yourself when you're, when you're going to work. We'll also go into pathogen containment, airflow control, hazardous material training, all of these things that are very crucial to, to have a base understanding on before you even set foot inside a medical facility. It is so crucial 
that we do everything we can to, to mitigate the spread of infection. And our training really shows. And as far as the 24 hour training, it actually comes with a certification. It's specifically for our union carpenters, but we even go as far as to, to go over controlling the actual contaminants responsibility to the patients. We delve really deeply into site-specific considerations. Every single facility is different from the last. It's not so much just the drywall metal studs, acoustical ceilings, concrete that we're also used to. And then finally, one of the bigger pushes that we go into as far as the training goes, uh, we speak a lot as far as the mold and mold remediation. And the biggest difference between the eight hour and the 24 hour, you'll actually get a hands-on training in our training center to, to put it to work. Oh, that sounds great. Now, working at uh, the Pacific Northwest Carpenters Institute here in Portland, just last week, I noticed there were a lot of council reps in the training center getting uh, trained in ICRA. Why are the council reps being trained in this? So that's something that's that's we're all passionate about. I know that the training center does the 24-hour trainings for our members, but uh, we run into ERISA laws there. We can't actually use any of our training funds that are meant for the members to actually go train hospital networks, different trades to, to really show them that the carpenters are leading the forefront of the charge for uh, this ICRA training. So because of that, the council has now trained reps across all six states. We do have lead representatives in each one of those six states that are really pushing the ICRA front for the council side, but we're really doing that. So as council representatives, we can go to hospital networks, walk into contractors' offices and go offer up this training. Even though they're not members, they can't take the 24-hour training. We can provide them with the eight-hour awareness training that will give their project managers, superintendents, facilities people, uh, nurses, infection preventionists, anyone who we choose or, or wants to actually come take this training, we can provide them a basic training. And then while we're doing that training, we let them know, hey, if you do like this, we do have 24-hour trained carpenters that know how to go above and beyond the eight hours that you just sat through here. Three times as much training for our member carpenters. So it sounds like the council's investing in a long-term relationship with the healthcare industry in the hope of providing more union jobs for our contractors and our members. 100%. That's always been a, a topic that we really push on a lot is building those relationships, not only with our union members and our contractors, but even going as far as going out to those medical facilities. Because when things get slow, when the economy comes down, healthcare always exists. Healthcare building remodels, that's always going to be happening. But with, with the intent of mitigating the infection spread, they're really pushing for ICRA training. So we're coming in as a council, as a training center, a joint effort to make sure that we have this training set in stone, ready to go, that's been going on for years. We go out and, and market it to our contractors to, to really let them know, hey, this is available here because we're not just doing this within our union. This is a goal that we're trying to do nationwide as well as in Canada to make these ICRA trainings mandatory before you can actually work in a hospital. So we wanna make sure that every one of our members, each one of our contractors know what's at their disposal to make sure that we, we hold up to our own convictions to make sure that we stay the most efficient, highest trained, safest carpenters out there. And the only way we can do that is by continuing our training and making sure that we're, we're constantly improving as what we deliver. It sounds like it's especially relevant now in our current situation with the uh, global pandemic that's going on. So for members that are listening right now that do want to take training, how difficult do you think it is for them to get work once they've gotten the, certif the 24 hour certification? Once they actually have the 24 hour certification, that's, that's huge because it does come into your training card and that's something you can actually present when you're going to solicit work. Uh, we do have a lot of contractors, especially the bigger general contractors that are always working in hospitals. 
uh, Anderson Structures, Hoffman, we have uh, Mortensen as well, Bremick. There's all these big contractors that are really looking for people who are trained up, who they can, for lack of a better term, is they can turn their back on someone who's been trained and know that they're going to be operating within the confines of what they've been taught, you know, to, to operate safely and Aside from everything, that is uh, a medical network's biggest concern is to mitigate their their financial risk from someone potentially getting injured or sick from construction activities. So um, that is our biggest focus. And if we can frame it from a from a standpoint to say, hey, if you use our union carpenters, you're going to have a safer project and it's just going to come out better for everyone. It sounds like ICRA right along with, say, having some welding certifications as a carpenter or an EIS specialist could really open a lot of doors for you. I've never heard of anyone complain from not getting a job because they have too much training. So that's the name of the game. We put $200 million a year in training back into our members and uh, it really shows. So anyone listening right now who's looking to advance themselves to stay working with any sort of certifications, I will say a 24-hour certification on a card looks great and it's 24 hours of dedication that a contractor sees that perhaps someone else that's looking for that same job didn't take. So it it definitely puts you a a head up above the competition if you're looking for work. So I heard you mention early on, Daniel, that aside from just the actual containment of infection, uh, infectious diseases or dust, uh, building materials, those type of things, there's a certain emphasis put on professionalism of our members and making sure that they understand they're not truly just on a construction site, but they're actually working in a hospital. And Can you tell us a little bit more about the emphasis that's put onto that type of training? So that's something, I I mean, in the Carpenters Union, we really emphasize professionalism for all of our workers. Uh, It's not to belittle any commercial job or or a non-medical job, but we do ask that people keep that in mind when you're taking the training and when you actually go and take your first job in in the medical field. Because like I mentioned previously, you know, there's six millimeters of plastic that could potentially separate you and your buddies, you and your coworkers from the 98-year-old lady that's in there for some liver treatment, the six-year-old kid that, that's in there for whatever it may be, you know? So we really don't know the people that are out there, the people that are across the what could be thin plastic, what could be just across the other side of a core ply wall, you know? But with that in mind, if we hold ourselves to a professional degree like we should at any job site we go to, we can really know that we're going to be operating within those facilities, knowing that we're not going to be in there offending people or potentially causing more harm for a contractor, causing a, a grievance, if you will. For sure, your ability to conduct yourself as a professional, to be able to communicate in a professional fashion, really sends a message about the attitude of the uh, UBC carpenters. And uh, it is something that I know we heavily invest into as an organization. Uh, As they say, skilled labor isn't cheap and cheap labor isn't skilled. And that goes all the way across the the board from uh, being able to get the work done to being able to communicate effectively with the customers and, and contractors. So for people wanting to get more information on ICRA, where would they turn? So for anyone wanting to get more information on ICRA, I would definitely point you to your regional training center's website, pnci.org, nwci.org. You go jump in, type the courses tab, and you're going to see every one of the ICRA slash best practices and healthcare classes that we do have coming up. Once again, those are 24-hour classes. Those are split up in a hybrid format. So you actually take the the class learning on Zoom, and then there's an in-person, socially distant, in bunny suits, all that stuff at our training centers to get you the hands-on training as well. So uh, check out the training center websites. I will say just to, to call out the area representatives that are the leads for the ICRA, 
Uh, we have Dustin Swatek in Alaska, David Hong in Western Washington, Mario Martinez over in the east side of our states, Washington, Idaho, Wyoming. Uh, we do have Sheldon Bennett also covers uh, Eastern Washington, uh, myself, Oregon Southwest Washington, and Stephen Kramer from Northern Idaho. So we do have quite a few ICRA leads there, uh, as well as any other representative in the area would be more than happy to point you in the right direction, get more information as far as how you can take that ICRA training. I'll make sure and put all that information in the show notes. Daniel Del Real, thank you so much for taking your time to be on the show today. Hey, thanks for the time, Joe. I appreciate it. Our guest today has been Daniel Del Real. For more information on ICRA training, be sure to visit the show notes. They're right below the episode notes on your smart device or on the web at buildnw.org forward slash podcast. Well, that wraps up another episode of Grit Northwest. If you like today's show, be sure to hit the subscribe button so you won't miss an episode. Grit Northwest is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. We're also available on the web at buildnw.org forward slash podcast. Grit Northwest is part of the Labor Radio Podcast Network. To hear more programs like this, visit laborradionetwork.org. As always, thank you so much for listening. And until next time, this is Joe Cadwell reminding you to work safe, work smart, and stay union strong.